Hey everyone, happy uh, not Valentine's Day. It's good to be back on. Um, <clears throat> anyways, let's get into this. Hey everyone, it's me, Coralie, and welcome to my podcast, Coralie's Anxieties. Sorry I've been away. We were getting the new Rodecaster Pro, um, the warranty one, sent out. Hopefully that's the end of the audio issues for a while. Hopefully actually that's an end of the audio issues for a long time. Like I said, happy not Valentine's Day. It's February 19th. No, it's February 15th. February 19th is my birthday. Anyways... It's good to be on. I think it's been about a month. <clears throat> Sorry I've been away for so long. It took a couple of weeks to get the new board out. And then I just simply didn't want to do anything. kind of needed to, to regroup. And, and I think this whole year has been about regrouping for everybody. I've been tired. And I was actually looking in the mirror the other day. And maybe it was a good thing I've just kind of shut everything off for a little bit. The bags under my eyes were getting pretty dark. <laughs> they looked like a couple leather saddlebags, anyways. But my eyes don't look like that. I don't feel exhausted and worn out. I don't know if it was just all the Christmas stuff, problems with the roadcaster, maybe just life in general. But things are definitely better. It's kind of nice to have that break, get through, get through most of January. It's kind of nice to be back on the air. We're going to work on some of the advanced settings for this and hopefully clean some of the audio up. It almost seems like we're going into, though, a year since this whole thing started. It was definitely a strange Valentine's Day. I don't know <clears throat> how many of you actually had the, celebrated a good Valentine's Day. I mean, this is happily the day after Valentine's Day. <laughs> I didn't do a heck of a lot. Just kind of hung out. Made a nice dinner, but yeah, you know... It had me thinking. I was listening on the radio this morning. They were talking about having your documents stamped with a vaccine that you'd been vaccinated. And I have a problem with that. I, I don't... It makes me feel like we're back in 1939. And not that I was there in 1939, but I mean... You, you want to put, at least this broadcaster that was talking about it, wanted to talk about having our papers stamped that we'd been vaccinated. And I have a hard time with that. I, I don't think, if, if you choose to vaccinate or not vaccinate, I don't think that should be public record for anybody looking at your personal documents other than you and your doctor. I, I think it's important that we vaccinate, I think the science isn't there, though. I, I'm, I'm, and I've spoke about this before. I'm concerned about about these these vaccines. Are we going to be are we going to be vaccinating every year like cold and flu? I mean, there's some speculation that's what this is going to be, but I, and I think there's a good probability that's going to be the case. But I don't think we should be penalized when the world opens back up to travel, when the world opens back up to the majority of us just going back to daily life. 
or whatever that daily life is going to be coming up in the future, I, I don't, I just don't think having that information on my papers, it just makes me feel like 1939. You know, where's your papers? Well, <laughs> it feels like more of our rights are taken away with this. And sometimes I wonder if this isn't a way to get us all home to to dumb us down, to put us back into despair. And when we're in despair and, and, and in living in fear, it is definitely a way for the upper echelon to control us. One of the things I've learned through meditation, through raising my own vibration, and, and as that comes up, and I've mentioned this before in podcasts, the vibration of the planet is raising, and that's a good thing. But what happens when our vibrations raise and the planet's vibration starts raising, we stop living in fear, which makes it much harder to control us. And I've spoken about this in other podcasts. We we are starting to realize we've been sold a bill of goods at least for the last 75, 80 years. That's, that's incorrect. And it's more of keeping the sheep in their pen. And I kind of feel like that's what this is, keeping the sheep in their pen. Now, I do believe COVID is real. I, I, I just think there's, there's more to the story than we've been told and may ever be told, at least in our lifetime. You know, in 100 years from now or 150 years from now, more of the story may be told. But having to force you to be vaccinated to travel so that's on your paperwork, I have a problem with that. I just... Uh, that I can't get through my head. When I listened to that this morning on the radio, it really, it, 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 it set alarm bells off. It upset me. I mean, I think the majority of us are going to be vaccinated. And and I've mentioned this before too. They need two-thirds of the population globally to be vaccinated in order for the vaccines to actually take effect. Not 100% of us get vaccinated for cold and flu. That's the discretion of the owner of the body. If you choose to get vaccinated for the flu or don't, it's entirely up to you. I, I think with with this vaccine, it needs to be the same thing. I hope that 70% of the population vaccinate. There's going to be a percentage that can't vaccinate. They shouldn't be penalized for not vaccinating because they're maybe not able to vaccinate. There's also going to be those people out there that are going to choose not to vaccinate due to lack of information at this time. But it, that doesn't mean going forward down the road, those who have chosen not to vaccinate or those who are unable to vaccinate, that opportunity as this gets, the medicine gets better and the information gets stronger and, and the vaccine itself changes, then gives them the ability to vaccinate if they so choose to, but not penalizing them by having it on your documents. Now, one other thing the Canadian government's doing that I think is actually really good, and I think they should have started this before, and that was having this uh, 72-hour COVID test before you could re-enter the country. And I think this is something that all nations should adopt. Okay, you want to travel abroad. We're not going to stop you from traveling abroad. You can go. But these are the rules. Before you can enter our country, you have to have a clear uh, test that you're safe within 72 hours of coming into the country. Now, now, maybe we do this at the airport. 
And you know, that's a big undertaking to do in all the airports in the world. What is there, 42,000 airports or something ridiculous like that? I was looking at it yesterday. I don't remember. I think it's 42,000. I think there's 14,000 airports in the United States alone. But if you start off with your major hubs, so if you're flying into Canada, and Canada, let's say, has four major hubs. It has Montreal, Toronto, Winnipeg, Vancouver. And then from those major hubs, you can use commuter flights to to get with internally within the country. So if you're flying out of the country, maybe you have to fly from those those hubs so you can be tested until other hubs like Calgary and Edmonton and whatnot have the the ability to to do that 72-hour COVID test. And maybe you have to go to the airport the day before your flight to get the test done. Or there's an outbuilding at the airport that allows you to do the test within that 72-hour window before you board your flight. But I don't think we should continue being penalized to travel or, or be shamed for traveling. I think right now, as a vaccine rolls out, maybe not traveling, but when we get to that point, that tipping point with the vaccine, that these are things that need to be mandated. And, and when you come home from your trip, you had your, you had your test within that 72 hours of boarding the aircraft. You come home. Now you have to stay in a hotel, a shelter, for let's say it's whatever, 72 hours, and have a test in that 72-hour frame. And as long as you're negative again, and then now you're free to leave, free to go home, free to go about your business. That 14-day quarantine that they want to impose people that have been away abroad or people coming into the country from, from different regions may have to have a two-week isolation period and at their expense in a hotel. I think this is perfectly fine. If you're retired and you're, you're wintering in Phoenix... Maybe you have a, 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 an RV there, or you have a, a condo or a small house, or you're vacationing in, in Mexico for a long period of time. <clears throat> I don't think two weeks to come back from that is too much to ask from anybody. And even if you're not a Canadian national and you're coming into Canada for business, if you are coming in for business, and obviously your corporation or the company you work for is going to be responsible to pay for all of that. And I think that's reasonable as well. The hardest part of this is that the travel industry is so hard hit because those excursions to Hawaii for five or six days or the two-week vacation in Mexico, those are gone unless you have healthy bank accounts where you can afford to take a month off. And... Who's to say that the country you're entering into for your vacation doesn't also want you to take a two-week quarantine period? That could put a two-week vacation up to six weeks. But I think there has to be a new model. As we hit that tipping scale with the vaccine and we start to open things up, globally I think we need to come up with a model that's going to work, that's going to get people traveling again, bringing money back into communities like Vancouver, I think they were saying the average cruise ship in Vancouver brings about $3 million into the city, which is good generation of revenue and it keeps the small businesses flowing. Right now, we're in a crisis of small businesses are going to collapse. There's 
There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If the cruise ships aren't coming back to Vancouver for another year, I don't think a lot of those businesses that cater to cruise ships are going to survive. As they fail, excuse me, I'll have to edit that out. Tickle in the throat. Obviously, I'm coughing. Actually, it's sinuses. My doctor wants me to take, or gave me a prescription to take an antibiotic for my sinuses. I haven't taken them yet. I'm anti, not anti-medication. I've just, I'm just trying to ride this one out. And uh, yeah, toughen it out, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, sorry about the cough. With with that said, and I think most people know this, is if those small businesses start to close, it starts to affect a lot of other businesses. It starts to affect restaurants from just the people that work in those businesses that are closed because we're not getting the tourist dollars. They're not going to restaurants. They're not going to your local coffee shop. It could be a big national chain who can afford to ride this out. It's it's the mom and pop businesses, the ones that have maybe been around for 10 or 15 years that aren't going to survive. So by putting, I mean, I guess you can see how this spins off, but by putting these, <laughs> if what this broadcaster was saying, to put a thing on our travel documents, whether it's on our driver's license or it's in our, in, in here, care card, or on our passport, that's discrimination. <clears throat> and I think we're better than that as humans. I think globally humans are better than that, that we to me, that's just another form of control. And I think that there's too many things that could <clears throat> stop people from being vaccinated out of their control, even though they want to be vaccinated. So I don't think penalizing them is the way to go. I think we need to come up with a better set of standards as as humanity, not as a country, as a globally, as a human community. Something that makes it easier for us to travel. <clears throat> I don't think travel is going to open up anytime soon, even once we hit the tipping scale with the vaccines globally. I think there's going to be a lot of financial <clears throat> restraint on travel because people don't have the extra income to go. But as people start to travel again, <clears throat> globally we have to come up with a set of rules. And I don't know who, I'm not going to say the UN should do this or the World Health Organization should do this. I think... There just needs to be a set of rules so people aren't penalized and you're you're marked. I'm sorry. <clears throat> That's almost like saying you're. Yeah, I think you know what I mean by this. Anyways, I found it alarming. It did upset me. <clears throat> we all know the repercussions of what's going on in the world with this. We, we need to have self-protection. I know here in British Columbia, there's been talk about closing our borders down completely, even to interprovincial travel. Maybe we need that. I don't know if that's going to stop it. And I don't know if that's going to stop the spread of these new variants either. So <clears throat> it's one of those things. I think we're just going to have to weigh out the time and see how it goes. Continue doing the things right. Continue being smart. Washing our hands. Whether this virus was an escape from a lab, a natural evolution, or it was created intentionally, it's where we are. We can sit and debate it and talk about it. We can have our views on this. But we just need to take it one day at a time and be careful. 
Anyways, this is just my two thoughts on this one conversation I heard on the radio this morning that quite alarmed me. I'm curious what your views are. You can always email me at anxiety at gmail.com. This should go up on YouTube, this video. I haven't decided yet. We'll see how the audio is now that we have the new board. If the audio is good, then yes, this will be up within the week. You can definitely leave a comment on YouTube under Corley's Anxiety. There's other episodes there to watch. Please hit the like, subscribe, and maybe even share with one of your friends. Anyways, peeps, we love you. We missed you. Happy not Valentine's Day. Peace out.